0: For us. Very late evening for us. Welcome to another episode of Monsters and Masterpieces. Uh, I'm B, she, her. I'm Raven, she, her. And today is a very special episode. Um, you know, a lot of stupid shit <laughs> has been happening to me personally. And, uh, you know, Raven has always said some, you know... Wow, You're cursed. You, yeah, you have a lot of weird, <laughs> bad luck that happens to you. I'm like, yeah, that's just my life. And uh, we constantly joke about how, I wonder if your family forgot to take Madame Zeroni up the mountain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, it it's very possible. Um, so today, my original topic was curses um which I still will talk about but it's actually kind of hard to find a lot of research on like specific curses um without reading a lot of academic archaeological etymology papers which is a lot mm mm-hmm. And a lot of it was behind paywall. So, but what I did come across was cursed paintings. <gasps> <gasps> Ooh, oh my God, woo. I'm so excited. <laughs> this is a complete surprise to Raven. Yes.
1: Yeah. Oh my God, I'm so excited. <laughs> After I've already started putting up my Halloween
0: decorations too. It's all
1: spoopy in here.
0: Yes. So, um... <clears throat> We'll start off with, I did get, you know, the basic, like, you know, anyways. Uh, according to Wikipedia, a curse is any expressed wish that some form of adversity or misfortune will befall or attach to one or more persons, a place, or an object in particular. Curse may refer to such a wish or pronouncement made effective by a supernatural or super or spiritual power, such as a god or gods, a spirit or a natural force, or else as a kind of spell by magic, usually black magic or witchcraft. In the latter sense, a curse can also be called a hex or a jinx. In many belief systems, the curse itself or accompanying ritual is considered to have some causing force in the result. Uh, To reverse or eliminate a curse is sometimes called removal or breaking, as the spell has to be dispelled and is often required um, having an elaborate ritual or prayer performed to break that curse. Mm -hmm. Um, In Hindu culture, the sage or rishi is believed to have the power to bless and curse. African-American hoodoo, which I didn't know there was different kinds i'm familiar with voodoo but not hoodoo which is just kind of a different sect of um folk magic Mm -hmm. in african-american culture um presents us with the jinx and crossed conditions as well as a form of foot traffic magic which was used by ramandeep where the cursed objects are laid in the paths of victims and activated when walked over oh snap Middle Eastern and Mediterranean culture is the source of the belief in the evil eye, which I'm pretty familiar with. Not sure about anybody else. Um, (laughs) I I mean, it's pretty much it's very much in our popular culture, I feel like, Mm -hmm. Um, which may be the result of envy, but or more rarely is said to be the result of a deliberate curse. In order to be protected from the evil eye, a protection item is made from dark blue circular glass with a circle of white around the black dot in the middle, which is reminiscent of a human eye. The size of the product- protective eye item may vary, which this is what I mean. I've seen a lot of, like, like if you go to, like, I don't know, like Forever 21, you can get, like, a <laughs> evil eye bracelet. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a feel... pretty part of our, like, culture, I feel like. I feel like, uh
1: everyone could use a little evil eye protection for their like morning commute because you always get that one person who just looks over at you because they need to see what person is going the speed limit behind the wheel and they just give you that look.
0: (laughs) Stanky eye. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Um, German people, including the Pennsylvania Dutch, speak in terms of hexing. Um, and a common hex in days past was that a, that was laid by a stable witch who caused milk cows to go dry and horses to go lame. Mm-hmm. So kind of like the, what we talked about in witch, the witchcraft, or witches episode. Yeah. Um. Just something would go wrong and they would
1: blame whatever unconventional town woman. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. In ancient Egypt... There is a broad popular belief in curses being associated with the violation of the tombs of mummified corpses or of the mummies themselves. The idea became so widespread as to become a pop culture mainstay, especially in horror films. While curses are generally considered to have been popularized and sensationalized by British journalists of the 19th century... Ancient Egyptians were, in fact, known to place curse inscriptions on markers protecting temple or tomb goods or property. Which, by the way, apparently they just dug up a bunch of mummies and artifacts recently. And everyone's like, put them back. Put them back. Yeah, I... It was like 30 mummies or something like that. Holy crap. Yeah.
1: Did you know that, um... Like, we see... Mummies as this sort of rare find in archaeology, but they actually weren't that rare. Um, a bunch of British people ate them because they thought it would give them, you know, eternal life, mystical powers. And-
0: yeah, that was definitely the uh, sort of like mysticism era when they were doing a lot of ar- archaeology um, in Egypt. Mm-hmm. They were you know, as Britain does, steals a bunch of artifacts, takes it back to Britain, yeah, and uh, yeah, a bunch of rich people in Britain were like, "Ooh, mummy," and they'd have these like mummy viewing parties, and then they would grind up the mummy and, like, snort that shit, yep, eat it, yeah then their drinks, and it was just like a thing they would do, and so then it was like, I don't remember when it was when they started the protection of these artifacts these mummies treating them more like something to be respected rather than consumed I'm I used to watch so
1: many documentaries when I was younger about mummies that was one of my fixations growing up oh yeah I had the I had the age of Egypt phase Mm -hmm,
0: mm -hmm. I feel like most most girls (laughs) yeah I didn't have the dinosaur phase but i did have the ancient egyptian phase you know the shark phase that's you yeah that was just me
1: (laughs) (laughs) i'm still going through my shark phase okay you know either
0: you're a horse girl
1: or you're a shark girl definitely definitely on (laughs) the shark side of things uh if i got eaten by a shark i wouldn't be mad at it you know (laughs) Oh my god! I wouldn't say it would be my number one way to go, but you know, it's up there. (laughs) It's up there. You are crazy. I know. (laughs) I just wonder uh, what the state of archaeology is in today. Like, they found all those mummies and artifacts, but are they just are they gonna leave it alone? Like, are they going to have some sort of a contract and put it in a museum and the proceeds are going to go back to the community? Like, I'm concerned Um, that it's just like same shit, different day, same shit, different uh, century.
0: (laughs) Sure. I'm sure they'll do a lot of study. Like, they'll probably like take like x-rays and stuff of like the mummies and everything. Like they do that every time they come across one. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sure they'll do a lot of research and a lot of, like, maybe, like, testing and, like, whatever fun stuff they do. Um, But where those artifacts will end up and those mummies will end up, who knows? They'll probably go on a tour. If they don't go to, like, a museum or, you know, yeah, they'll probably go on a tour, honestly. That's what a lot of them do now is, like, they'll go they'll tour a bunch of museums and then they'll end back where they were found kind of thing and they'll either stay in like a cultural they'll either stay in storage in a museum under protection or they'll be put somewhere where it's more local. Yeah. I yeah. would think. I mean, who that's knows? always the hope. I mean, I went to
1: a mummies exhibit uh at the Science Museum a couple years ago and It was mummies from different cultures, and um, there were lots of plaques that said, like, please don't take pictures. This is, this was like a living person, like, this person still has family somewhere. Mm. Um, And they explained that after uh, doing x-rays and looking at the mummies and taking them on tour, they were going to go back to where they found them. Oh, that's good. Or ask the family what they want to do.
0: Do with them. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I feel would like assume, that's a good way to do it. Yeah. I would assume that's probably what's going to happen to those mummies they found recently. At least the tour, for sure. hmm I could see that happening. Yeah. Um, getting studied. X-rays, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. But who knows? Um... Mummy tangent. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So that's pretty much how far I got when I was starting to do the just just curses. Um, And so what switched me, obviously, into cursed objects and specifically cursed paintings was because cursed objects comes up as part of the Wikipedia article. And I was like, okay, interesting. I'd like to include this. And I was like, kept researching about just curses in general. Like I said, I got stopped by a lot of paywall, a lot of like, you're gonna have to read this like thousand page research paper. And I was just like, fuck. I ain't got all day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm preparing for my brother's wedding. It's next week. I've been very, very busy. A lot of bullshit's been happening to me. Ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah. So, I was going to do cursed objects in general, but then I saw that a lot of the cursed objects were paintings. So, I was like, awesome, perfect. So excited. Mm -hmm. So, cursed objects are generally supposed to have been stolen from their rightful owners or looted from a sanctuary. The Hope Diamond is supposed to bear such a curse and bring misfortune to its owner. The stories behind why these items are cursed vary, but they usually are said to bring bring bad luck or to manifest unusual phenomena related to their presence. Um, Example is the Busby's stoop chair, which was reportedly cursed by the murderer, Thomas Busby, shortly before his execution so that everyone who would sit in it would die. That's, uh... Heavy curse. Yes, which I have heard of this object before. Um, If you are into Zach Bagel Bites, (laughs) Ghost Adventures, um, you can tell that we are fans of, and that's why we drink, because that's what they call Zach Bagans, Zach Bagel Bites. Mm -hmm. Um... He briefly, so he has his haunted item museum in Vegas, which I really want to go. Yeah. Um, But he did like a short series. I don't know if they're ever going to like keep doing it. But at the time when I saw it, it was just a couple of episodes. And it was basically him going over like either items in his museum or just haunted items in general that people would bring him interesting and I'm pretty sure and I could just get this mixed up with some other thing I was watching but I'm pretty sure he does go over the Busby stoop chair um or you know what? honestly it could be on drugs it could have been some other paranormal thing I was watching (laughs) it all blends together at some point um pretty sure M does talk about it at some point and uh
1: and that's why we drink I know I've heard it from somewhere and I yeah
0: the chair is currently displayed, I think, um, at an inn or some sort of pub or something. And it's yes. hung on the wall, so you can't sit on it. Yeah, because a bunch of people at the pub would get drunk and be like, uh oh, let me, like... Sit on it, and then they would die. They would die, yes. yes. So it's hung oh. on the wall, and you can't sit on it. Um, so, yeah. That's one item. Other such cursed objects include Robert the Doll, which is definitely gone over in that show by Zach Bagelbites. Because yes. they actually bring Robert to him. Which I was like, wow, brave. Right?
1: That's, <laughs> I don't fuck around with curses. Like, yeah. if the intent is
0: there, I have no doubt that anything could happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Baker's wedding dress, uh, which I don't know much about. About, I do have a short little excerpt on it. Let's see.
1: I think another good uh, source for cursed objects is uh, Aaron Mankey's Cabinet of Curiosities. Mm-hmm. Super super short episodes about um, weird or cursed objects. Uh, if you don't know who Aaron Mankey is, he's the creator of Lore and a bunch of other awesome podcasts. Uh, really the podcast that got me started listening to podcasts and then gave me
0: this dream of talking about weird shit. <laughs> so. Same. I also listen. And I love it. Um, so the Baker's wedding dress is the wedding dress of Anna Baker who found love with an iron worker. Legends claim that Anna eloped from her home to get married to her lover, but her father forcibly brought her back, and locked her in the bedroom. She then refused to marry anyone else and spent the rest of her life alone. After her death, the members of the Baker family reported spotting Anna's wedding dress at different places around the house. Some of them even saw the spirit of Anna Baker moving around the house dressed in the same wedding dress. That's so sad. It is sad. Um, So, and then Annabelle, Annabelle, the doll, which is at Zach Babel by its museum, Mm -hmm. pretty sure. That's where she's at. And uh, there's
1: a movie about her. Way creepier in the movie than she is in real
0: life. Yeah, she's a raggedy and doll in real, li- in real life. She's not the creepy porcelain doll. Like porcelain, doll yeah. With the moving eyes. Yeah. She's just a raggedy and doll. Still creepy, but in a different way. Yeah. Um, the Screaming Skull. What? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> screaming? What? <laughs> um, <clears throat> The Screaming Skull is in the Burton Anges Hall in Burton Anges, England, and is home to a creepy paranormal object called the Screaming Skull. The Screaming Skull is believed to be of Catherine Ann Griffith, who died in the same house after being attacked by bullies in 1620. Every night, a terrifying ghost is seen roaming around the skull, making tremendous noise Scaring out everyone who tried to remove the skull. So it screams at you. I think I could use something like that. (laughs) Get out of my
1: house. (laughs) That's my purse. I don't Don't know know you. you. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Also incredibly sad, but like, good for her just like screaming at people in the
0: afterlife yeah it's everything I aspire to be <laughs> uh, and then the last thing I listed as a, an example of a cursed object is the bossano vase mm-hmm. which the bossano vase uh, I have it here somewhere um is a curse object that must not be touched It was made in the 15th century by an Italian maiden on her wedding night as a gift for her groom. Locals say that she was found murdered with the vase in her hand that very night. The vase was then passed on from families to families, each claiming unfortunate deaths of loved ones. In 1988, it was offered to multiple museums, but all of them refused to take it because of the curse on it. Where exactly it is now remains unclear, but some say that it is buried in a lead coffin in an inaccessible place.
1: Holy crap.
0: Yeah. Starting to see a pattern here.
1: Lots of tormented women. (laughs) Yeah. So maybe be nice to
0: us. Yeah. Exactly. Or or else you'll be cursed. Exactly. You're cursed. So let's get into these cursed paintings. So I do have the images um, if you want to pull him up.
1: Okay. Also, if you guys can hear my dog breathing, he's a heavy breather while he's sleeping and he's sleeping right here. So if you hear. <sighs> That's Pluto. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. So our oh. first
0: painting is called The Anguished Man. And it has an unknown... Nobody knows who painted it. Unknown painter. Um, Owner Sean Robinson claims to have inherited the painting from his grandmother, who told him that the artist who created the painting had mixed his own blood into the paint and committed suicide soon after finishing the work. The painting has been characterized as being supposedly haunted. Robinson uploaded videos of the painting to his YouTube channel in 2010, in which he claims to have heard crying and moaning noises in his house and to have once seen the figure of a man. Supposedly, in 2016, rights were required, were acquired to make a film based on the story of the painting. I don't know if they ever made the film. It
1: reminds me of Velvet Buzzsaw. Never heard of it. Oh my gosh, it's such... It's so good. I mean, it's real bizarre, but... um. It's a Netflix original, has Jake Gyllenhaal as a uh, art critic. Mm. One of my favorite roles he's ever done. Um, Because it's just about this group of snobby artists and um, gallery owners in the art world. And they get a hold of... The, these mysterious paintings from a dead guy's apartment and uh, they start getting killed off because they have these paintings. Oh, shit. And they're kind of using these paintings for their own gain. Oh,
0: that's kind of interesting.
1: Yeah, I, I really like it. I want to watch it again. We should watch it. Okay. How do you feel about this painting? It's, um makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> I think they had great use of color I always love the warm versus cool, but, Mm um, oh man, this makes me feel a lot of bad things. Mm -hmm. Like, it's so sad. It's so haunting. Yeah, I, nothing feels good about looking at this painting. Yeah. And I can totally see why they would suspect that somebody used their own blood to to make part of this because there's some spots in there that do look very...
0: Dry bloody. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the next painting is called Untitled Painting. And I cannot say this artist's name. And I'm not gonna try. Um, so this guy's paintings are all untitled. and He wanted to avoid any metaphorical interpretation of his paintings and reportedly burned a selection of them in his backyard without showing anyone in 1998 his wife died of cancer a year later his son an esteemed translator and popular music journalist committed suicide Mm -hmm. and in 2005 the painter was stabbed to death at his apartment by his cleaning lady's 19 year old son oh my god He knew the killer and had refused to loan the teenager money, and that's why he was stabbed to death. Holy crap, that's so sad. Yes. So, obviously, a lot of his, you know, last couple years of his life has often been linked with the grimness of his art. Um, His art has actually inspired many famous artists, including... um, Guillermo del Toro. That's mm-hmm. how he made Pan's Labyrinth. This A lot of people say that this guy's art inspired Pan's Labyrinth. Oh, I could totally see that. Mm-hmm. Um, and this particular painting, a lot of people say or believe that anyone who looks at the painting for longer, you know, for a really long time, like, will die. I'm just going to avert my eyes. <laughs> I'm guessing the real painting. I'm guessing a picture of it is fine. But like the real painting. Let me just zoom in here. It's very...
1: um, It reminds me of the Holocaust. I can see why you say that. Because you see those... um, The pictures of the Holocaust victims, very crowded, very emaciated. And it just has that kind of, um, anguish
0: to it. Yeah. Well, and it has like the like the exit that's like bricked up and I don't know why, but that just makes me think of like the gas chambers. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, definitely. It's very claustrophobic.
0: Mm -hmm. But I think it's really interesting. This guy never titled any of his work. So you just didn't want people to, like... Read
1: into it? Yeah. That is very interesting. Can I see
0: what is what their name is? Sure. It's very diff. I cannot even attempt to... What country is it from? <sighs> I'm going to guess Russia. Oh, no.
1: Zitzlob... Beskinski... Skinsky. Beksinsky. Look at you. It's probably completely wrong because I don't know the um uh you know, no accented mm-hmm. Russian symbols. So that is my best non-Russian
0: <laughs> interpretation. Yeah, I think he's Russian. I didn't do a lot of like into him personally. But... It sounds sounds very very Russian. Yeah. <clears throat> um all right. Next painting is called The Rain Woman by Svet- Svetlana taletz Ooh. I like this one. <laughs> it's very Tim Burton. Mm-hmm. Um so she originally painted this in 1996 shortly after graduating from Grekov Odessa Art School, which is the oldest art school of its type in the Ukraine. Mm. Although it is perhaps worth noting that Tatlitz has described the process of creating this subject um, in terms of herself being merely a tool of something else. Interesting. As if she were the paintbrush wielded by an outside force rather than the artist wielding the paintbrush herself. Um, this curious perspective is further compounded by the fact that for the six months prior to the painting of, of this painting, um, let's always felt that someone was constantly watching her. Hmm. Um, she says, I drove such thoughts away from myself. And then one day, a day it wasn't rainy at all. By the way, I sat in front of a blank canvas and thought what to draw. Um, Here th- is where sub- the subject sprang to life, coming to her mind's eye almost fully formed. Suddenly, I clearly saw the contours of a woman, her face, the colors, the shades. In an instant, I noticed all the details of the image. It only took her about five hours to produce most of the work, as she put it. It seems like someone else was controlling my hand. She took another month or so to fully paint the image um after its completion it was exhibited um in a gallery in vicinia i can't that sounds right okay but although it sold several times each purchaser returned it to tillets soon after buying due to the subject's unusual behavior the first buyer a businesswoman hung it in her bedroom two weeks later however She was at Tillet's doorstep saying, Please take her away. I cannot sleep. It seems that there is someone in the apartment besides me. I even took it off the wall and hid it in the closet, but it doesn't help. The second buyer, a young man, hung, hung the painting in his living room, but he, too, returned it to Tillette's after only a brief period. I dream about it, he said. Every night, she appears and follows me like a shadow. The third buyer came to the... Came to to have the painting already knowing of its strange reputation, but again, there were problems. At first, I didn't notice how white her eyes were, the buyer reportedly said, and then they began to appear everywhere. It seemed like just a little bit longer, and I would drown in them. I would rather buy something classic, he concluded. <laughs> okay. Um. It was later reported in 2008 that Sergei... Sakacho of the band Zenlane, and English Earthlings, some sort of band in the Ukraine, um, had purchased the painting. As of 2011, it appeared to have still be in his possession, uh, but with a caveat. It was no longer present in his home. According to Tillets, there had been further incidents and activity in which the, su- in which the painting was involved. Um, I saw a video clip where Sergei showed Rain Woman hung up near his desk. He said that she walks around the room at night and his wife is afraid of her.
1: Oh, that's a lot to take in. Mm-hmm. So now that you say all that and I look at it again, this woman does look deceased.
0: hmm
1: Which changes how I feel about it. That's very interesting. I mean, I have no doubt that artists can be sort of conduits between this world and another one where, like, someone's energy is clinging on to us and Mm -hmm. they want to get a message through. (laughs) He's breathing very hard. Um Yeah, definitely unsettling. Still think it's amazing.
0: I think it's very pretty.
1: Yeah,
0: I think it's really pretty too. But I don't think I would ever hang it in my house. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Especially if supposedly cursed. <laughs> I mean,
1: like i could be friends with a ghost lady
0: i don't know you do you boo (laughs) (laughs) okay next painting this one's called man proposes god disposes oh by edwin landseer it's painted in 1864 And the work was inspired by the search for Franklin's Lost Exhibition, which disappeared in the Arctic after 1845. Um, The painting is in the collection of Royal Holloway, University of London, and is the subject of superstitious urban myth that the painting is haunted. Um, Basically, the myth is that a student sitting their exams in the 1920s or 30s stabbed a pencil into their eye, writing... The polar bears made me do it on their exam paper in reference to the painting and committed suicide. Um, there is, however, no university record of a death in the picture gallery, so take it with a grain of salt. Mm. Um, but the legend among students dating back to it was at least the 1960s, that anyone sitting in front of the painting during an exam will fail it. So... Due to the perception that the painting is a bad omen, there is a college tradition that requires temporarily covering the painting with a Union Jack flag when student examinations are ongoing. That sounds like some. That sounds like excuses to me. This was due to an incident during the nineteen seventies where an exam, um, exam professor, whoever was proctor. giving proctor hurriedly covered the painting with the first thing they could find that would be large enough as a student refused to sit their exam by the uncovered painting. I see what y'all did there. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm not buying it.
1: <laughs> I'm not buying it.
0: So is this one cursed? Maybe. Maybe some students are full of shit. That, that might also be the case. But it is a very strange painting nonetheless. Yeah. You know, it polar bears being angry, devouring a boat, devouring a ribcage of something.
1: Yeah, with a gun in the background that obviously didn't help somebody. Yeah. The most notable thing in this painting, ice caps. When was the last time we saw more than one ice cap <laughs> at a time? Just Topical. floating in the middle of nowhere.
0: Topical. <laughs> so there's not really too much to say about this one yeah I think the students are pulling a fast one probably so the next one is creepy as fuck it's called The Hands Resist Him oh. by artist Bill Stoneham in, and it was painted in 1972 it depicts a young boy and a female doll standing in front of a glass paneled door against which many hands are pressed According to Stoneham, the boy is based on a photograph of himself at age five. The doorway is a representation of the dividing line between the waking world and the world of fantasy and impossibilities, while the doll is a guide that will escort the boy through it. The titular hands represent alternative lives or possibilities. A multiverse. Mm Mm-hmm. The painting became the subject of an urban legend and a viral internet meme in February 2000 when it was posted for sale on eBay, along with a description implying that it was haunted. The painting was first displayed at the Fairgarten Gallery in Beverly Hills, California, during the early 1970s. A one man Snowham show at the gallery, which included the piece, was reviewed by the art critic at the Los Angeles Times during the show the painting was purchased by actor john marley notable for his role as jack H- waltz in the godfather mm-hmm. sometime after marley's death the painting was found at the site of an old brewery by an elderly californian couple um the painting appeared on the auction website ebay in february 2000 according to the seller the aforementioned couple The painting carried some form of curse. Their eBay description made a series of claims that the painting was cursed or haunted. Including in those claims were that the characters in the painting moved during the night and that they would sometimes leave the painting and enter the room in which it was being displayed. Also included with the listing were a series of photographs that were said to be evidence of an incident in which the female doll character threatened the male character with a gun that she was holding, causing him to attempt to leave the painting. A disclaimer was included with the listing, absolving the seller from any liability if the painting was purchased. What in the acid trip? (laughs) However, Stoneham recalls that both the owner of the gallery in which the painting was first displayed and the art critic who reviewed it died within one year of coming into contact with the painting. (sighs) Holy crap. So, I mean,
1: it's creepy enough that I wouldn't want this painting. Yeah. Like, it doesn't have to be cursed for me to not want it, you know? Yeah. Those lifeless doll eyes and his,
0: yeah. I. Yeah, this one also makes me uncomfortable. Mm Mm-hmm yeah not about it so whether it's actually Chris or not I mean you decide friends but apparently at the time in 2000 this was part of like a huge internet like sensation like there were probably chain letters about this <laughs> chain emails about <laughs> this cause it was 2000 like you know <laughs> Y2K just happened they're like oh my god this cursed painting on ebay oh my god using AOL messenger <laughs> yeah, which was so.
1: definitely a little bit before my time. I don't. I remember the AOL logo. My dad had an AOL email for the longest time. Might have it still, and uh, yeah, I I really I was too young to really remember much from those days. But we I had still the to make
0: fun uh, of it. AOL trial discs. I feel like we had that too. Well, cause they always sent them in the mail. Oh. Got them a lot, um, and then when we first got our home computer, which was a um, Gateway ninety six ninety eight, something like that. Mm. Gateway computer, it usually came with a lot of those trial discs. Yeah, like you used to actually be able to get more software. Yeah. Yeah, our computer came with, like, a bunch of software. Some of it pretty useless, but it did come <laughs> with free software, so. I remember floppy disks. Mm-hmm. Our computer had floppy disk compatibility, and my mom used floppy disks for a bit. Uh, I did use MSN Messenger, not you well.
1: I used MSN, too, yeah. That was my very first Because uh, I had email. a hot mail. <laughs> I did too at some point and then they changed it to something else. Uh, they just changed it to like live.com. Yeah. It's live. Like yeah. Why
0: would they get rid of hotmail? That's such a good, like hotmail.com. Right. Hotmail. Cause it's coming in fast. It's coming in hot. <laughs> it's hotmail. <laughs> like, why would you get rid of that? MSN, you made, you made poor decisions. I know. What the hell? <laughs> Um, I wonder if that, I don't know. It's not important. Whatever. Off topic. Uh, okay. Next painting is a replica painting. Mm -hmm. It's not even the original. It's a replica replica of Love Letters, um, which was originally painted by, what was originally painted by? Um... I have it somewhere. What the hell? Uh, oh, Charles Trevor Garland was the original painter, but this particular painting is a replica, and it was painted by Richard King. Nobody mm-hmm. knows who this guy is. Some rando. Huh. Uh, the painting is displayed at Driscoll Hotel in Austin, Texas, a site where U.S. a U.S. senator's four-year-old daughter, Samantha H- Houston fell down a flight of stairs to her death in 1887. Although the painting doesn't depict Samantha, many believe that her spirit haunts the picture and some even say that both girls looked alike. People who stay at the hotel report that the painting's expressions change and people feel uneasy and even sick after looking at it for too long. Some even reported seeing a phantom of a little girl playing with a ball. That is so tragic. Mm -hmm
1: holy crap, I'm just now realizing how much tragedy is connected to curses. It makes you wonder, like... Well,
0: because usually curses, you want something tragic to happen to someone else. Yeah. So it's like, I can see how, like, a a cursed object is the result of tragedy inflicting tragedy on other people. It makes you
1: wonder if... um, like, the curses are real, or if people are just trying to sort of process what happened by making up this cursed narrative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's like one of those, uh, what came first, the chicken or the egg scenario. Oh,
0: Definitely. Um, such a sweet innocent painting though it is a very pretty painting i think it's very pretty but i also found it weird that it was a replica it wasn't even the original painting yeah i wonder what happened to the original well i'm guessing this was just some rando made a replica and they just hung it in the hotel kind of thing Mm. because you know I, i don't remember which era this was but there was a time where like people were making like making like painting replicas was either a hobby or it was like people would do it so that like hotels and other places could have like fancy artwork Um, without having to pay for an original you know that makes sense yeah makes a lot of sense Mm -hmm. um so our last painting is probably the most famous haunted painting series of paintings. Even I've heard of this, like, way before. It's The Crying Boy by Giovanni Bragolin. So The Crying Boy is a painting series, so there's multiple Crying Boys um, by Italian artist Giovanni Bragolin. A man behind a group of paintings known as The Crying Boys, which I said, Prints of the crying boys were mass produced in the 1950s. So, in the 1950s, a lot of people had these mass produced replicas in their homes. And strange reports surrounding the pictures soon followed. Um, One reported that firefighters often would find this picture in the ruins of a burned house. Like, if they got a call, like a house was on fire there would always be this crying boy painting in the burned house and the prints would always be completely unscathed while everything else was like ashen, burned to a crisp, but the pictures would always be perfectly fine. Ooh. Um. There's even belief that the paintings start the fires. That's creepy as hell Mm -hmm. like there's a woman i can't remember if this was because of zach bagel bites because i feel like he does go over this the the crying boys at one point but there's this lady that collects these paintings like whenever she finds them at like goodwill or whatever she rescues them and i can't remember her name and i didn't write this down but she's also an artist and like she's had her studio catch on fire randomly so many times because she has these paintings in there Mm -mm. yeah nope yeah nope
1: i ain't nobody got insurance for that these days Mm -hmm. not taking that kind of risk yeah though the boy does look very cute and sad and i just want to give him a hug and i'm sure this was connected to some sort of post-World War Two thinking and maybe aftermath of war. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just kind of has
0: that vibe. It reminds me of World War Two. Yeah. Many believe that the image attracts fire and misery as the boys in the picture are unhappy. Cool. Yeah.
1: <sighs> so tragic. Mm-hmm. So many sad kids and These paintings. I think the one that really sticks with me the most, though, is uh, the first one.
0: How freaky it is. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like looking at it for too long. It kind of freaks me out. It's the stuff of
1: nightmares. Because it's so abstract, but there's something about it that is also just so real Oh, uh, yeah, I, I'm gonna just go ahead and take that off my screen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to look at it any longer. Yeah, no, okay. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's all the cursed paintings I, I took note of. There's a couple more out there, I'm sure.
1: This would be a great one to do a follow-up of. I wonder if there's any, ooh, cursed sculptures. Oh,
0: I'm sure.
1: Lucifer.
0: Lucifer. If any of you don't know, there is a sculpture, fiberglass sculpture of a Bronco that is blue and black. With red glowing eyes. Yes. It has LED red glowing eyes that um, is outside the Denver International Airport and it killed its creator. Yep. Just fell on top of him. And killed him. Crushed him. Mm-hmm. He got crushed by the balls. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember. The balls of the, the horse on the sculpture. <laughs> I might be uh, being a little. I don't know. That might not be true. But he, it did kill him, it did, it did crush did. him. Yes. Very unfortunate. Um, And so everybody thinks that Blue Spur is. Well, actually, that is why they call him Blue Spur. Mm-hmm. And also because he's blue and he has red glowing eyes. Yeah, he looks like, you know, evil if the devil was a horse. And of course, the Denver International Airport does not help its case when at night, if you pass by it, it has these scary ass spotlights from underneath it. And then you just see the red glowing eyes in the night. Like you can see it from kind of far away. And mm-hmm. just like, what the fuck is that?
1: <laughs> And DIA is also sitting on top of an Illuminati headquarters. Oh yeah, okay. As everybody knows.
0: Yeah, okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this would be a good one to do uh, a part two, a follow up to at some point because this is a topic
0: I could just go on about. Yeah, cursed objects, cursed art. Yeah, cursed. Cursed. This yeah. was
1: super fun.
0: Yeah. Wasn't it a good surprise?
1: Yes. Oh my gosh. I, like, most of me hates surprises because it doesn't play well with my uh, CPTSD, but this was a great surprise. (laughs) I knew you'd love it. Uh, it's just, it's perfect for today. Like, it was raining so hard. It was flooding outside. Oh my God.
0: It was like a hurricane. And it fucking flooded the office. Like, in the lobby, there was fucking four inches of water Mm -hmm. right in the entryway, and they had to, like, vacuum it all up, and they've got, like, fans and dehumidifiers out there now, and all of our,
1: um, like, drainage areas are completely full, overflowed and flooded my balcony, uh, my chair is ruined, we'll see if my cactus lives, um... Which, on one hand, like all of that sucks, but on the other hand, it was a good day for some creepy shit, and Halloween stuff is up. Like I said, it is August fifteenth, and I am I'm ready.
0: We ordered Taco Bell. We got Arby's instead. <laughs> yeah, <the> guy,
1: <laughs> we ordered enough Taco Bell for three people. And the guy delivered Arby's for one person. That was bizarre. Uh, Eventually, we got the right stuff. Um, The
0: fucking Taco Bell didn't have Baja Blast, and I was so pissed. And so I was like, alright, get me a Sierra Mist. And then it turns out their fucking soda machine was broken, they didn't have any carbonation. So they're like, alright, lemonade. And the lemonade was ass. It was completely watered down, it was nasty. Worthless. But we got our
1: cookies. Our cookies were alright. Yeah, we got crumble. They're very good. It was very good. So Luckily that ended on a good note and uh hopefully us talking about our evening shenanigans Made this uh, episode a little less creepy, especially if you're looking at these paintings as we talk about them. Please don't look at these at night. Yeah, don't alone. look at them at night. Yeah, don't do it. It's a mistake. I mean, unless you're in for those cheap frills. Yeah. Definitely don't do it if you live alone, because then you're just going to be seeing shit for a couple days. Ooh,
0: or if you get sleep paralysis.
1: Oh, no. I don't.
0: No. <laughs> but I know there's people out there that do. I don't do it.
1: (laughs) I get sleep paralysis so now that you talked about that I'm probably going to get it tonight. Oh fuck. God damn it.
0: I'm sorry don't think about that. Watch something funny and not scary and it'll make you forget it. (laughs) I need to watch drag queens. I need to watch drag queens. (laughs) Uh, uh, But yeah that's our episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed this thrill ride of the evening I definitely did even if you're listening to this in the morning it's the evening in my mind
1: yeah probably better you listen to this in the morning anyways for your your own sake (laughs) but don't listen to it while you're driving um and before we go shout out to the abnormalist who has a new album out. Go check them out on Spotify. Go check it out. And Geeky Bee's Nails just released a collection of nail polish inspired by Static X. Go check it out. I ordered a couple. I'm going to be posting pictures on her Instagram so you can see which ones I got. But I am so freaking excited. They are amazing. Definitely go grab them. They're selling fast. You can still get our Monsters and Masterpieces nail polish. Go grab that. Go get it now. <laughs> and shout out to Eric Diaz, who is not going to be doing the editing, mixing, or mastering for this one again, because this was supposed to post uh, the, today. I usually have the episode post at midnight on Mondays. It is ten seventeen p.m. on Monday. Sorry,
0: and- y'all. It's my fault.
1: You're cursed. It's fine. You're cursed. <laughs> yeah cursed. So
0: yeah, it's really it's it's fine. It's fine.
1: We're we have we have day jobs. <laughs> we got we got other shit happening.
0: I got a wedding I gotta go to next week. I got a lot of shit going on. Yeah. And also my cursed crap that keeps happening to me. While I have other shit I gotta do.
1: I've never seen anything like it, y'all. If, like you need to carry somebody up a mountain but uh b picks me up every morning for work and we carpool you'd think that that would count as carrying somebody up a mountain by now No
0: no luck so far no no so
1: send good vibes her way
0: yeah give me all the good vibes i need
1: it we'll see you next time for a very exciting episode in a different format we haven't tried before so join us for the chaos that is bound to happen pluto (laughs) can you please not look towards the end of the episode honey you've been quiet this whole time except for your heavy breathing (laughs)